Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>! go! <laughs> wow, we should just have a singing group. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Living Badly. That was terrible. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Today is an exciting day. Because I am sitting here, I always forget to do this. I'm sitting here with Nadia. What's your last name? Salisbury. Salisbury. <laughs> Nadia Salisbury, a women's empowerment um, coach. Mm. You help people with their fitness goals. Literally the most beautiful body I've ever seen on the internet. You also... <laughs> are a fucking light star that shines so bright and literally makes anyone who comes near it smile so intensely. It's awesome. I met Nadia at a party and my life was changed forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Nadia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, We are going to start with a little rapid fire just so I and we can get to know you a little bit on a weird level, I like to say. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. I'm excited. Uh, Nadia, where are you from and where do you live now? Ooh, that's a really loaded question for me. <laughs> okay, so when people ask me where I'm from, I'm like, do you want the long story or the short story? So I'm let's ask st- you long let's, or short. Let's start with the short story. Okay, so, so I... Moved to Colorado from Austin, oh, Texas. Texas. <gasps> yeah. And I've been here for 10 years. So oh, Colorado feels like home. And what was the other question? Where, Colorado. Where do yeah, you live yeah, now? I'm yeah, I'm here in Colorado. This, yeah. is, this is my place. Was that was it always Austin or did you bounce around a lot as a kid? Is so that why before it's Before Texas, I was in Mexico for eight years. Oh, my God. Yeah, in Cuernavaca, in Tijuana, in... uh, Those were the main, like, two cities I lived in. So, do you speak Spanish fluently? I speak Spanish like a (laughs) 10-year-old. But still, you know I feel like I'm I'm losing it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Wait, fascinating. (laughs) Uh, What is your astrology sign? Oh, Pisces. Fun. Uh, We love... It's also Nadia's birthday. Literally today! (laughs) that's the best day ever it really is um do you know your human design do you do all that fun stuff oh my god i need to um like myers-briggs do you know that no mm, i can't tell you off the top of my head um give me an example like what is yours uh so i'm an infj infj yeah i can't remember that's fine i've done it I've yes yeah. yeah i think i've done it several there's times. so many personality tests like sometimes i feel like I have so many answers in my brain. It's just, it's a lot sometimes to keep track of. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. If you had the opportunity to go explore a new Earth in space, (laughs) light years into space, would you, Nadia, (laughs) go to that new Earth and explore it with your other explorer friends, or would you stay on this Earth here forever? I would go with the right people. Ooh, who are the right people? Oh, (laughs) maybe I don't know yet. (laughs) 
my close friends, like right now, yes, I would take them. I would take y'all. Would you? So you, if the right people were like, yeah, we're going to fucking space, like you would go, all of you. I'm terrified of space. So you would stay here. But I feel like that is such a great opportunity that I like probably shouldn't pass up. <gasps> Sick. Like doing that. Yeah. Space girl. You're a space girl. Because, yes. I know. Literally. I was like, you are dressed. That's I what said, you said yeah. when I came in. You're like, you're going to space. She's the cutest outfit on and she totally looks like a space girl right now. She walked up on my front porch. I was like, oh my God. Perfect. I love you. that. Push-ups or squats? Oh, push-ups <gasps> what the booty queen <laughs> okay here's the thing you have to focus on your weaknesses right okay upper body is my strength as a woman okay that's not normal but i focused on my weaknesses which were like booty lower body like that's where i carry like all my goods like all my right. fat so that's why I'm like booty program. Like Damn. this is now my strength. But if I had to choose, oh my god, push ups, pull ups. Up, like I, I'm Ooh. all about upper body. I have been. Do- yeah, I like. I do like upper body. I love like a good arm tone mm. definition. Just, just the sexiest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Wow, fun. That's a good. That's a good answer. What Focus you? on your weaknesses. I love. So I do squats every time I brush my teeth. I do like 40 squats. Oh, it's squats. So, yeah, but I like squats, but I'm like, you made me change my mind. I'm like, I should start focusing more on my push-ups because that's also like a full body workout if you do it correctly. Mm. So do most women say squats? Do you ask this I, question I, to everyone? I don't ask this question to everyone. <laughs> Just, Just me. You. <laughs> You just saw me, you're like, push-ups or squats, bitch. No, I, I like to curate it to, like, the person. That makes you know sense. I mean? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. Fuck yes. Oh, breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. Fucking always. <laughs> I'm obsessed with breakfast. I love these questions. Oh, uh, smoothie or oatmeal? Smoothie. Oh, well, yeah, smoothie. Yeah, you didn't even hesitate yeah. with that one. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Yes. <laughs> coffee girls. Uh, sunshine or snow? Sunshine. Always. That's why I moved here. Really? Yeah, 300 days of sunshine. Where did you move from? Uh, like a small town in New Jersey. It's, it, mm. East Coast. it's East Coast. It was just cold. It yeah, was wet. wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I moved here. Mm. Okay, this is my favorite question to ask. What is one thing that you absolutely love about yourself? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I asked this to my friends last night, and we all, like, started crying. Oh! <laughs> it was, like, really beautiful. That is amazing. Okay, what do I really love about myself? I have a sense of humor where I will make myself laugh, and I'll, I'm, like, all by myself, and I'm just, like, literally rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing by, like, some stupid, like, video that I made, like, of myself. And I'm just, like... <laughs> Like, I, yeah, me and myself get along when it comes to, like, being silly. Hell yes. I feel like people don't let themselves get silly mm-hmm. nowadays. You know, it's, mm-hmm. like, serious. It's mm-hmm. work. It's business. It's all this shit. Mm-hmm. So that's a beautiful answer. It's, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that you're obsessed with right now, and that could be an idea, a thing, like a something under $15, a place, a person, anything. It could be one thing you're obsessed with. Um, mirror work. 
mirror work. Yeah. <gasps> Tell me more. I just started. I met with a friend last week and like ended up we met at like a little tea shop and I ended up just like crying my eyes out, which like I don't I don't normally let myself do like in front of a friend just like on a random like, you know, we're getting coffee and like I'm crying. But she was just so she just held so much space for me, like oh such a God. big, strong like space that I like felt safe and I just like cried and she was like telling me about her experience oh. doing mirror work, which is something I've heard of and like friends that do it, like savvy yeah. and like and I've been like very interested. And she told me just like really simply, but it was so like profound and beautiful. And she was like, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you have this experience where you're seeing like another person like looking back at you and you have this feeling that you were never alone and like that mm -hmm. person's like there it, it's it was just like whoa and so I went home and like sat in front of stared the mirror. myself in front of the mirror and and it was so intense like yeah. I was like who is she like it was this whole experience that I didn't even expect I know I was gonna ask like did you have questions to ask yourself like did she give you prompts or you're just like straight staring and like, I had looking no idea eyes. what I was doing yeah but I think I might have like been really tired and hung over and that can sometimes make me very present because I have oh. ADHD so oh. at times when I'm like like fully exhausted is when I can kind of like sink it and feel grounded which is just weird like yeah, but I makes sense does that make yeah. sense yeah. so or I had smoked some weed or something but either way I was just like fully fully present and I just like saw so many things like like coming through like like I just was seeing myself completely different than I had ever seen myself before oh my god so this is crazy because 15 minutes before you got here mm -hmm. I I also have heard about mirror work mm -hmm. but I've never sat down and looked at myself in the mirror mm -hmm. but what I did was I was hugging myself in mm -hmm. front of the mirror wow. and I was like when's the last time you've actually fucking hugged yourself and yeah. held yourself and I was like wow this is a beautiful feeling and of course I was like dancing and then I'm staring at the mirror <laughs> like wow that's a happy girl and I, that's a happy girl <laughs> I was like, today's going to be fantastic. Mm, that's a great way to start your day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to do it way more often. Mm -hmm. I mean, seasonal depression totally hit me oh, hard Jesus. this year. Like, harder than harder than other years. So, like, I mean, a few Mondays ago, Graham walked upstairs, and I was face first on the floor, naked, just like running. No! Just, like, laying naked on the floor, just, like, yeah. crying. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I am so sad. I don't know what the fuck to do right now. Yeah, I, and I was paralyzed. Oh my so, God. like, but I wasn't starting my morning off like that. And I was starting, like, mm -hmm. right into the grind. Mm -hmm. I probably wasn't giving myself mm -hmm. what I needed mm -hmm. to throw. It's just wild. Maybe the season of like the leaves changing and like the winter makes us forget to play because we look outside and we don't think of playing whereas when it's like sunny outside all you think about doing is like go outside like a what right so then we're work 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 we're working and Damn. we're feeling depressed but we're blaming it on the season but it's actually just i mean yes it's all combined but at the same time it's like we're just forgetting to play like that's all we're doing is forgetting right. to play like imagine if that's right all it was right <laughs> perspective fucking perspective damn um what is one thing you're grateful for I'm so grateful for my friends and I know it sounds cliche like friends and family but um 
yeah, I'm so grateful for my family today just showing up for me this morning and you like showing up for me today on my birthday. Just, yeah, I was like, oh, this is amazing. We're lucky with the type of people that we get to surround yeah, ourselves yeah, here. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's incredible. It's true. I, I am obsessed. Well, I think my friends here are my chosen family. So mm -hmm. it's like, I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with these humans. It's wild, man. Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never experienced it. Okay. So let's get into it. Mm, I'm ready. <laughs> Born ready for this. Born ready. Where do we begin? So I want to know, you texted me. You were born into a sex cult. Is mm. that what it is? Mm -hmm. Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You were born the fuck into it. So mm -hmm. where were you born? Like what what area? Was it Mexico? Was it the Bombay, United States? India. Shut up. Yeah, in 1989. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. it's So the group was called The Children of God. And there's a Netflix documentary. If, like, anybody wants to watch it, it made me really depressed. And I started crying. And my well, partner yeah. was like, are you okay? <laughs> well, yeah, because prob it probably just brought up so much. Yeah, it was just, like, in intense. Yeah. Like, so. What, how, um, so what was what was your childhood like i guess like mm. like what was a typical day do you have any <laughs> memories like or have you blocked it all out mm, good question um there are parts of my like childhood that i feel like i should have more memories of but mm. so i know there is some of definitely like things that were sort of blocked out but my life was so i lived in eight different countries by the time i was eight years old Oh, my God. So my mother's German. I, after India, I was there for three years. We lived in Germany, Sweden, Switzerland, Poland, Denmark. And then I moved to the United States for the first time when I was seven, around seven or eight years old. And then Mexico. So that was already like eight countries. And so we never lived in one place or had like one address. Okay. I never went to school. Okay. Ever, ever. I was homeschooled and we lived in communes. So sometimes back in the earlier days, there was, you know, more than 100 people living in these communes, sometimes with like several buildings. I was about to like, ask, like, yeah. was it everyone got their own house or no, it was big ass buildings? It was huge houses. Like, it, it's so weird to explain to people that I grew up like living in mansions, like right. massive houses where they could house like cram like that many people because the whole goal of the cult was like to segregate you from the rest of the world so right they we were like like thousands of members all over the world you can go to any country and, and find you would people. end up in one of these communes and so they would send people like around to different places and that's why there was never like any sense of this is home these are my teachers oh. this is my friends like you would leave your friends it would be someone a random like new person who was telling you what to do and like disciplining you harshly and just like Damn. all in the name of like Jesus and they took the bible and like twisted it in this way and so everything was like reading for hours a day like school was not was nothing that they ever like promoted it was yeah because education they, was not important like because it was jesus first the, the world was gonna end <gasps> oh we were all gonna die so like as a kid it was kind of like we're all gonna die yeah and i lived out of a suitcase for like 
my eight, whole eight, seven year eight years of your life and then as i got older like when we moved to mexico i like slept in a car like i lived in a car we had like a travel trailer my parents started like moving around with us which was good because it kept me safe from a lot of like the sexual assault of like mm. kids and younger people and because it was a sex cult like the they were always hiding from the government like the founder like david brantberg was like always in hiding and his wife karen zerby was like always in hiding and they would send us like letters like it was like the news we weren't allowed oh, to like watch the news watch television listen to music like i would secretly like listen to music you know like what was i listening to like britney spears because like, <gasps> she was a queen of actually boys and yeah. then i started like metallica and like that was like super evil uh, like yeah. that was definitely not allowed so like yeah so that was my childhood like in a nutshell was right. like trying to be normal but like literally terrified of everything like i remember walking into a school once and being like what the fuck what is this i was i was so shy and like scared of people like the because everyone outside of the cult we called them like systemites <gasps> and so we were taught that everyone else was evil like everyone was bad everyone out there was gay they were all child molesters when in actuality like it was the happening. cult was the child molester. Like the cult was like that. Like, but you don't know you're in a cult, right? When you're, in, when you're born in a cult, right? It's every. It's all you know. It's all you've ever known. Because I was gonna ask. So, did your mom join this? Did your are your parents were they together at the time? Yeah. So my mother went to India. My dad went to India. They ended up mixed into this cult, and that's kind they of just where got it messed. Up. They just got messed up and like bad day like drugs just... uh, that's how you can like oh. brainwash people like everyone was doing like lsd and oh, like shit. heroin like everything back then and so when you're under the influence like i know exactly how this works because like i have gone to like uh, i've worked with a shaman and i've done like oh, nice. um plant medicine therapy and like been part of that sort of like cult and you can see how easily you can be manipulated and so i kind of pulled away from that after like years of like it was good for therapy for me but i Mm -hmm. i've learned like you have to be careful because you start worshiping a shaman or you start worshiping like you know whoever is the person that you're looking up to if you're looking at a person in that way and thinking like they are divine or like they are like God, like you're gonna be so fucked. Yeah. Like you need to follow your own voice. Yeah, your own heart, your own intuition. Bottom line. Damn, dude. <laughs> okay. Do do you have siblings? Ten. Ten siblings. But are... that's not counting half siblings. Okay. So I just met my like half Japanese brother a couple years ago. He came to Colorado. Wow. He's like amazing and i have like a half sweetest sister like i don't know who she is i don't know what her name is but why i have half siblings too but yeah i'm the middle child of 11 wow (laughs) so were you allowed to hang out with all of them like were you together every day or was it like very separated they kept you all separated and stuff like that there was so many different phases that the cult went through and phases that like we went through as like a family okay I would say we're very close, but like in the earlier days, they had kids in different groups according to their ages. And when we were, I think in Sweden, like my parents lived in a different house. I remember one time getting sick and being able to go 
to my parents' room, you know, something like this, where like I was in their bedroom looking out the window. And I remember so clearly because it was one day that I was just like there with my parents. Then as I got older, I was crammed with my family in a trailer in a car and didn't have any privacy, never had my own room. Like when we moved to Denver, so I lived in Denver for a little while when I was a kid. And because there was so much moving around, Mm -hmm. I get it mixed up. But I I slept on a bed with my younger sister and my two younger brothers on one bed. Damn, that's, yeah. In my parents' room. So it was mom, dad, the twins. My mom had twins, the babies. Then me and my younger sister and my younger brother. And I was 12. I had no privacy. God damn. Imagine, like, you're hitting puberty. Right. And you're like, you just get your period. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Duh. So I am curious, when did it all start to click that, like, this isn't right? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Where you were like... When I was younger, that's... So when when I was, like, sleeping in a car and shit, when we were in Mexico, I was like, I fucking hate this. And I remember using, like, AOL to, like, write one of my friends, like, my best friend. We left, like, we were living in El Paso, in Texas. And then when my parents decided to move to Tijuana, Mexico, I like to get me away from my friends because they were like influencing me. <laughs> like kind of like, oh. we don't like the cult. Like we don't like this. We don't want this. Like we're, we're teenagers. Right. Cause was, were sex acts happening? Like were oh, you yeah. being abused? Yeah. I mean. At that time, like there, you... I think the main thing that I try to have people understand is that I wasn't just like being raped every single day. I okay. think that's like people's biggest, like, how does this work? You have no autonomy. Over no one ever teaches you your body is your own. Okay. And there's all kind of fucking weirdos that you're living with. So right. maybe one night somebody's like creeping in your bed and touching you. Right. Maybe the next night, next night, like some fucking person is groping you in the kitchen and somebody else is telling you, you know, yelling at you, you know, that, you're not good enough and like God doesn't love you and because you listened to Metallica. You know what I mean? Wow. So like there's no and then you're sleeping on a bed with 14 you people. You have no privacy. So yeah. your your life, your body, nothing is there's never a feeling of like this is mine and I get to choose who touches what, it what I do and who touches me. And so I I was you know, I had to unlearn that as a grown woman. Um, but yeah, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> it does. It does. Because yeah. I was just curious, like, what does happen? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's wild. I feel like there's mm-hmm. information about it out there, but like, not really. The yeah. truths, you know? Yeah, yeah. Damn, dude, wild. I was also going to ask you what were things that you had to unlearn. And that was probably the okay, biggest. Every single thing that I was ever taught. Yeah. Really? Damn. <laughs> I just can't imagine because it's just like your whole world then gets flipped upside down and, and you're at such a young age. Like, you're a fucking queen, dude. <laughs> it's just like amazing. It's just amazing to see how far you've come. Thank you. Like, are you proud of yourself? Do you ever feel? Yeah. Yeah. I know that like I've had friends that have like committed suicide and like so, like so many people, like have been fucked because of this. And the worst part is that like nobody knows about it, and that's right. why I'm trying to like tell my story. Right, because it's damn. 
I watch my own siblings go through it. Yeah. Like my younger sister and like there's no support for her. There's no like, you know, therapy, you know, a greeting party. Like when you leave a cult, like being like, fuck, you survived. You've let, you know, it's the same thing as when you leave an abusive relationship. It's not like maybe your close friends are like, you fucking did it. I'm here for you. I'm so proud of you. Like I luckily like had you know, that kind of support when I, like, got divorced and different things. And, but, like, when I left an abusive relationship, I was fucked. Yeah. You know? And and it's the same thing as, like, leaving a cult. Like, <laughs> there's not enough support in our society for these things. And there's not enough, like, awareness. That they're even happening, I feel Nobody like. Nobody knows. We have no 10,000 cults in the United States alone. See, that's what, that is mind-boggling. It's fucking psycho. And, and they're nobody, scooping it's up people all, like, right, right under everyone's noses because we're not there isn't enough care like for there isn't enough like support and care and communication and and, like really what what you know every person we're not an island like right it's become more and more and more and more apparent to me as I go through this journey like every single thing I do affects everyone else every time I tell my story somebody comes out and tells their story and it's a ripple effect right Right. You're jumping in to the water and making the fucking waves. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay, who you interviewed on your podcast, like she found out just from following me on my Instagram, we didn't know each other, that I had spoken at open mic night about like my trauma. And that was my first time coming out. And then she decided that she was going to tell her story at open mic night. And now she's getting on your podcast and I'm getting your podcast. Right. Our voices are getting louder. Our voices are getting stronger. Yeah, and it's only encouraging more to come out and talk about it because it needs to be talked about. It all needs to be talked about. So I want to know, okay, so you're around the age of 13 when you were like, fuck this shit, actually. Your friends were like, fuck this shit. How did you get out? Like, did you have to wait until a certain age when you could, like, drive a car and leave? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. who who helped you get out of it do you mm-hmm. did you get out of it or did or you know what i mean so when you leave a cult like you're pretty much shunned right some, totally like a lot of different groups like you'll be completely cut out of contact with your family and is that something that you say to like your family or like the higher ups like hey i'm leaving this or you like don't. yeah you're like, fucked you're completely fucked yeah so i saw each of my older siblings like um move to other places like move out of my life very early so in that time okay they we would leave home at like 16 okay like that was kind of like the, the age yeah like back in the day people wouldn't stay at home like they do now like the it was different and i don't know if that was just like being in the cult how it was but like my eldest brother like went to brazil i never saw him again until i was like a grown woman like my second oldest brother like actually he was around like because he was in california and he had a kid and became a single dad we were pretty close but my two other brothers after after them i have eight brothers um those two left they left the call in Colorado, and that's how I ended up back here. That wow. was my connection to, like, the outside world. <laughs> they, When they left, they were completely shunned, and people would speak badly about you. And they would, you know, my dad was always just like, well, I hope they decide to come back. And, like, I'm just so sad and just so heartbroken that they're not following the Lord. And, like, that's how it was. 
and they were fucking killing it. Like yeah. both of my brothers are so successful and I'm so like fucking proud of them for what they've so. accomplished on their own. Imagine being 16. All they had was their friend group and they had like their tight friend group because they didn't have their family. Right. They didn't have anything. So they fucking... I guess that was what I was able to mirror and like, yeah. you know, and then I moved here and I wrote my brother and was like, can I stay with you? Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, what happened was the cult disbanded. I didn't actually get to like oh. make the decision to leave when I was 21 years old. I had pretty much gotten the point where I was just like, put a mask on and just like be numb to everything and then you'll survive. So right. my coping mechanism um, was just to like pretend like I was happy all the time and bubbly and everything was good and everything was fine and like I'm so happy that's what they wanted you to do mm. was just like put on a mask of like I'm so happy and if you weren't then something was wrong with you and like you were listening to the devil and like mm. you need to go check yourself and so we weren't really allowed to have emotions no. like and my my parents never really showed emotions and so my that's another reason why my siblings like like have had a hard time seeing them going through a hard time with like my younger sister like I, I, I'm you know I tell her to go to therapy and she'd be like well I am afraid I'm gonna cry and I'm like you know you were allowed to cry in therapy that's yeah, what like it's normal. there for and, and crying is fucking yeah, normal as so, yeah so it was very much like I mean not just unlearning everything but learning that like we're allowed to have emotions we're allowed to have feelings we're allowed to be human have support uh, but yeah the um, I can't remember what it, it was dismantled the cult to, dismantled yeah so when I was 21 years old was when I left that was 10 years ago wow that's when I started my life wow and did you get married at the time were you didn't you get married somewhere I was in, in a there? relationship and then as soon as I left the call I like threw myself into an abusive relationship um, with my soon to be like daughter's dad oh, and okay. um, that became like after I left is when actually like he became violent and then I got a restraining order for life. So that was how like I started my life like in the world, like had right. no fucking clue and was like, I don't think anything of myself. So how am I going to reflect that and find a partner who's like, you're deserving. Right. Like if I never, ever had a thought of like, I'm deserving. I deserve better. I want love. I want care. I want respect. Right. Right. Like I didn't know how to respect myself. So how was I, how was I going to be in a relationship with someone who respected me? Right. It's, you were never taught that shit. You were never taught how to actually love someone either. So it's like, fuck dude. Holy shit. I'm mind blown. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe this was only 10 fucking this 10 years ago. This crazy. Yeah. Nadia, this crazy. Um, Let's see. So, so when did your like fitness journey begin? <laughs> was it, were you like always into it as a kid doing it? Or like, was it kind of, you needed to make yourself strong to protect yourself against this guy, this guy with the restraining order? Was yeah. that an influence? So definitely. So it was like a mix of everything, but it was always my coping mechanism. Like I, used to just like grab my dad's rusty weights and like that was one thing that he instilled in me that he would just always like work out with his little rusty weights like outside like rain or shine like he would work out and so when I was about like 12 years old I'd started like oh I'm gonna do that and like started cool. like picking up these weights and like going outside and like movement and being alone like away from everyone else it became like something that was for me 
And that was the only thing that was like for me that I could do for myself. So it became this like powerful, like coping mechanism that was actually healthy, even though it was like, I'm doing this for survival. Right. I mean, some people fucking, you know, do heroin and like I chose movement. Right. Right. (laughs) So when when I started becoming an adult in the cult, that was always still something that I did. Always, always, cool. always. I never had a gym. It, but my friends were Had you ever like, seen a gym? Yeah. So the, I did go to a gym in Cuernavaca for like a very short amount of time. We okay. had like some connect where they were like, like, you can use this gym membership for free. But like, we never had any money for any. Like, I, I never had any money. It's not like you get paid when you're in a sex cult. Well, yeah. I'm like, how the fuck does this thing actually like run itself? You have no, no money. If you need a toothbrush, you have to ask someone. Like, you're a grown person. You have to be, can I have $10 to like buy X, Y, and Z? Like, I need tampons. Damn. Mm-hmm. And they controlled everything. Yeah. Everything was controlled. My parents sent me. Were you like equivalent. allowed to go to the grocery store? We had to go two by two. Like you had to go with, with somebody. Someone. You could. I would never went anywhere by myself. Like to this day, as a grown person, like my goal is like to go to places alone. Mm. Like to one day, like live alone and just be like I'm like free and independent. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So you started working out, and then when did you? Were you like training people in? In the cold. In the cold. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they probably see you killing it and they're like, I want to try that. Yeah. I think I had an influence on people. And there's a lot of people like now who are like ex-call members who like follow me and who have like signed up for my programs and different things like that. And I know that like they have told me that like it's inspiring to them. And I think it was something different for people to see. It was always like in the cult, it was always like exercise, but it for the way that they did, it was like a means of control. Like it was always like healthy, but in this weird way where it was like, you weren't allowed to have sugar you weren't right, allowed to have like were... pleasurable things. You were just like, you, you know, it, it was weird. Like nobody was allowed to drink alcohol, but sometimes you could have wine. Like everything was just so fucking hypocritical and controlled right and control so so fitness was kind of ingrained in us but not really and then when I started going to a gym that's when I was like oh this yes fun. like this this is what I love I want to be a trainer oh, cool so when I left that was my goal and I actually wrote in a notebook that I wanted to like become a like certified personal trainer do like a bikini competition like a bodybuilding show and I wrote that like I wanted to have a baby and like have a transformation of like being pregnant going through that and like getting in shape again and like like a few years ago like found the notebook and was like oh my god shit I I wrote this down and like I wanted to do all these things like this is crazy (laughs) I was very fucking determined to do those things. And I don't even know how I did them, to be honest. Well, right. Well, because at, at, at the forefront, you wanted to do it. Like, it was, like, subconscious. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I love writing things down mm-hmm. and looking back at it years after. And you're like, what? I literally got everything I asked for. Mm-hmm. This is wild. And you're like, why didn't I write more stuff? Crazier right. stuff. Ex- better stuff. Yeah. And that's what I tell all my clients to do now. I'm like more yeah more what else do you want write it bigger write more like put like i don't think i don't care if you think it's crazy fucking put, put it, it down. down because it's a contract with yourself right yeah. and like the universe or yeah. whoever you want to call yeah. it but like 
you will, if you write it down, it's like you can subconsciously put your mind to it and get it fucking done. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I love writing. I write every day. It's the best. Do you write? I journal. Yeah. And I write my goals now. Cute. It's definitely been something that is becoming a part of me. Yes. It's like a process, but it's a journey. Yeah. I always want to do it more, but like. Yeah. It's hard sometimes to find time. I get it. Um, Did you have like a trainer in your life who like inspired you? So you started going to the gym in Mexico. I know I'm like fucking on. I'm just like trying to think like, when did Nadia realize that she wanted to help people? And Mm. like, that was something that she wanted to do and she was going to do, you know? Cause like it, it's insane that you went from this place of these people controlling you for so long. You would think that like, you'd kind of fucking hate people and not trust them. <laughs> Do you did. know what I, I mean? I didn't trust anyone. I did hate people. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, when did it flip and you were like, actually, I want to help people around me instead of like hating on them, you know? Yeah. It's a hard question. It's yeah. loaded. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a journey of being able to put out the right energy because initially when I started working as a trainer, I was working at Buckley Air Force Base. That was like oh, that's pretty much know. my first, like I worked in a commercial gym and fucking hated it. And I okay. was like, this is garbage. They're lying to people. They're taking their money. I hated the environment. My what, boss yelled at me. What fucking, age was this? So this was right after I had my daughter. So she's seven. And you were out of the cult. Yeah. So you're probably around 22, 23. I was 25, 26. 25. And you were allowed yeah. to get your first job. You had to get your first job. Yeah, you were now- I started working and it was awful. And I just like broke down one day and cried. And I told my boss, like, I can't do this. I miss my baby. Like, I need to go home to my baby. And I was in this abusive relationship. And like my friends, like my friend, at my coworker, like didn't really know how to help me was like, you leave his ass and like my family. And it was like, you guys don't realize how hard it is to leave that kind of situation when you're going to literally end up with your baby on a couch. And that's exactly what happened. Right. What was the abuse? Was it mental, physical? Yeah, well, he was uh, an alcoholic and he was like addicted to cocaine. He like would leave. Sometimes he'd go on benders for like three days. He would take my car. He had like a four year DUI. I know I'm like, what? how he was in jail like for a while. We first started dating. Um, Like how'd you meet him? At work, like, I was working at the mall, Mm. and, like, he was working at the mall in, like, the same place, and then, like, he was just kind, he was, like, always smiling, and, like, I was, like, really, really searching for just one person who could be my friend, who could love me, like, I had no one, like, in the whole city, like, except for, you know, my brothers and my sister, and, like, you know, I didn't have any friends, Like, I literally moved here with nothing, like, from nothing. I didn't have, like, a bank account, money. I never had a driver's license. I didn't have a car. I didn't exist in the United States. Damn. It's wild. And I ended up in Aurora, Colorado. Aurora, Colorado, baby. And I was like, whoa. I have no idea what to do here. And it was bad. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Okay, so you got the job. So uh, what was that? Yeah, so I started Uh, working at Buckley Air Force Base training the military. Oh, there you go. And your question was like, you know, how'd you end up starting to actually help people? At that time, everything was survival. I was in survival mode already. Like, And so the way I was approaching life, the energy that I was approaching my training with and, you know, my coaching style was kind of like, just fucking do it. Mm. And I'd like use a fucking megaphone and like we had units of like, 
you know, sometimes up to like 75 people, like multiple units in one class. And like, it was like boot camp, you know, and you just like scream and yell at people all day. And like, <laughs> and so all the shit I was going through was just kind of coming out in that way. And people yeah. would say that like, I was intimidating, that I was scary, that I was mean. Like I had a coworker be like, you're a mean girl. And I was like, what? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you and your friend are mean. And I was like, ah, and that kind of like, like opened my eyes a little bit. And I was like, I'm not a mean girl. Like, you know, I'm here to help people. But yeah. like, sometimes we don't realize that our best intentions, if we're fucked up inside and we're dealing with shit, we can have the best intention, but it comes out like blah. Dude. So I got so burnt out. I was just, it was soul sucking. I worked yeah. there for three years, getting up at like 3.30 in the morning, driving my baby like in the snow, in the ice, like to the, the nanny. Like she pretty much was raised by her nanny. Damn. Like I worked on weekends. I worked during the week and I made like no money. Yeah. Like people think being a personal trainer, like you get paid well. No. no it's terrible. Commercial gym, garbage. Working for the government, I don't recommend it. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, so I had to go through, like, the shit. I left the, the, you know, the cult and then went through the shit for, like, the first, like, five years. And then, yeah, I got married. I, like, met a woman. And wow. I was like, I hate men. I'm, like, super in love with this woman. I don't know what this means. And, like, growing up in a cult, like, you're not allowed to be gay. Right. So that like, was like a whole new experience too. Yeah. Everyone was closeted. Like everyone who was gay was like, you yeah. weren't allowed. Can you imagine just like, no, uh, I couldn't, no, I couldn't imagine. I, yeah. And so I was like kind of realizing that I really, really liked this girl. And then <laughs> she proposed to be like so quickly. Oh, really? And that's like, apparently like a thing in like the lesbian community, which I had no idea. I was like, I have no idea. I've never dated women. That was the first woman I had ever like really been like in love with. And so, yeah, so we got married and all of a sudden I was in, like, I ended up leaving that job. Thank goodness. So like good things started happening to me, but like good. I had to change like my outlook in order for those good things to start happening. Right. It's all perspective, baby. Mm -hmm. The world is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Exactly. And like once that, once that sentence actually fucking clicks, it's like, okay, if it's working for me, let me try to, let me try to work with it so that I can figure this shit out. It's all fucking. It's crazy. It's crazy the way it all works. <laughs> exactly. I remember the day it clicked for me and I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, I got this on lock of what I thought at the time. I didn't, it's still yeah. a journey. It's still a journey. Oh my God. So how long were you married to this woman? So I was married to her for three years and. Was that a good relationship? Like healthy or. So like everything changed in my life. Like I bought my first home and my whole family was just like, Oh, we're so happy. Like now you're finally like good. You know, you have all the things, but I think what they, like what everyone didn't realize is like it's not about things like it's not about having a house it's not about having nice cars it's not about like having more money it's like I was still trying to figure out my past my traumas right. and this person and I trauma bonded she had like serious trauma happen to her when she was younger and oh. our first date I like told her like I was born in a sex cult and like she came out about her trauma and so we trauma bonded. And the problem is when you trauma bond with somebody and that's the basis for your relationship is it's pretty dark. Yeah. So it was pretty dark. And that's when we started when I started going super heavy into 
like psychedelic psychedelic therapies and like seeing a shaman and sometimes I didn't know if I was sober or high for like a whole year I was literally just like microdosing on mushrooms and like like um marijuana and like some days like <laughs> like one day I went into a deprivation float tank and like <gasps> had a panic attack and like I was just like I was tr- doing everything I could to try to like break things open right but she wanted to focus on her so that's when I started realizing that this person doesn't really care about my journey or growth. they're not really interested in me going through my trauma they're they want everything to be about them and I'm understandable but like when you're in a relationship with someone like it's a team effort yeah yeah so there were things that happened that made me start realizing that I didn't want to be in that marriage as I was coming out and telling her like look I'm not I don't think I'm lesbian (laughs) and it was very hard because I I had these rose colored glasses that were I was like same sex like relationship and marriage can do no wrong like I'm safe there's no men there's not going to be any like trauma or hurt here like this I put it up on a pedestal and I was like we are the best and that's really how we like that was the like attitude that we put out and now in hindsight I'm like (laughs) like (gasps) no we were struggling (laughs) so much actually it was a mess and like there was things happening with my daughter. Like, you know, when you're with a partner that has had trauma happen to them as a kid, they can pass that, that down t- to your kid. So, so that's a mess because that is your fucking baby. That's and that's baby. the only thing you want to protect ever. Always. They're little hearts. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Crazy. Fucking crazy. So then you broke up and you got out. And you and baby, what's your daughter's name? Jolene. Jolene. Like the Dolly Parton song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you call her Jojo? Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. I am obsessed with little girl names. Yeah. Like baby names. <laughs> yeah, little girls are the best. They're the cuties. They're the best. They're hard, though. They're so sweet. You, it's hard to raise a like a daughter. Have you loved the experience? Have Has it has it been a, like a bit of a challenge? Like, what is your experience with motherhood? Yeah. Well, I had, you know, that traumatic experience where my daughter's dad tried to strangle me and she was in the next room when she was a baby. So I just remember like after he left, like just hugging her and being like, nothing bad is ever going to happen to you again. Um, but I had postpartum depression for like, it can last up to like five years. Dude, it lasts then, forever. Like, I don't think know that. And nobody no. told me like, you're having postpartum depression right now and that's why you're disassociating from your daughter and that's why parenting is so hard and that's why you are like always looking for something else some distraction when you're with her to like not be focused not be present so 2020 when COVID happened was the best thing that ever happened to me and my daughter fabulous because all of a sudden like (laughs) I had done my second like bikini competition my wife came over we were finding out like the whole world was shutting down. We're like, what is COVID? What's happening? I'm watching the news. She comes over and says, I want a divorce. Like the next, you know, day I find myself like alone with my daughter. And all of a sudden I'm the only parent. All of a sudden I'm a single mom again. And I have to be present with her. And this time there was no escape. There was no distractions. There was no like put her on, like for someone else to watch her, the nanny or the, the person I'm in a relationship with. Like it was just me and her. Right. 
And I did a lot of work and we started playing together and like, I started being present with her and just like, we had like, we cried tears together. Like we drew pictures together. Like we played soccer in the house. Like we were locked in my tiny condo for like six months. And at that time I was also working, thank goodness, with this child therapist who was working with me and her. And like going through divorce and of course I was like a whole, my entire life is falling apart, but I didn't know that things were coming together for me and my daughter. Right. You know? In hindsight, right. I'm like, that was the best thing that ever happened to us. I think it was the best thing that ever happened to a lot of people. Fuck yeah. It was a really, it was a really wild time, but it, it forced us all to slow down and like truly open our eyes up to what matters most. Exactly. It's wild. So you did bikini competitions? You did two bikini competitions? Mm-hmm. And did you win? Like, did you win? My first one I got first place. I was like, ah! working, yeah, I was living in a basement with my daughter, working at the military base, working weekends. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a nutritionist. I got first place. Shut the fuck up. First and second on two categories. And then my second one was my first NBC show. And I did it like natural. I didn't do very well. I did like third place. I, again, was like coaching myself. Yeah, I'm like. With no help, that's literally insane, dude. Yeah, I think it was, like, the catalyst that I needed to then, like, go on and, like, win my figure show, which was the last one that I just did. So getting first place and overall was, like, a huge accomplishment for me. And then switching to figure, like, I always thought I was too small, didn't have enough muscle, and then, like just fucking blew it out of the water and I was like holy shit like I was so surprised and yeah, happy and like literally such an accomplishment that's such an accomplishment <laughs> thank you um that shit's wild <laughs> well the <laughs> amount of training and like the strict eating schedules that you have to stay on like it's just mm-hmm. like you have to be so disciplined mm-hmm. so how like why do you believe that it's important for women to be strong themselves do you know what I mean? I feel like you like yeah. preach that a lot. Like mm-hmm. get strong for you. Yeah, yeah. And like do the work for you. Mm-hmm. Why 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 do you think that's so important? So. Well, I I mean it, what however, you know, you treat your body and you treat yourself, that's how you're telling other people to treat you. So that's number one, right? Say it a little louder. Fucking <laughs> back. <laughs> and then the second part is I know like you've seen like posts on Instagram where people put like their before and after pictures. Right? Yes. Yeah, so I'll see these before and after pictures where like, look, I used to be, you know, this much weight or I was skinny. And then maybe it's like, so I saw this post, it was like three pictures and the girl was like, she was like, just kind of standing there like in her underwear, like holding herself in the first picture, you know? Mm. And the second picture, she's like also standing there, you know, like brown underwear, but like, arms out to the side like shoulders and chest a little higher you know her face is like you could see her face and then the third one she's fucking ripped she's full-on posing and she's got a smile and the main thing that people are looking at with these transformation pictures is oh my god look she was you know 30 40 percent body fat now she's 15 percent body fat my thing is look at the posture look at how she's almost like hiding looking down and then as her posture has her body changes as she's going through her journey she starts standing up taller and by the third one she's literally displaying her body but she's opening she's open like she's you know hand on her hip and she's looking up and she's smiling and that that's the work that I do yeah it's look at 
literally how she's showing up in life. Like, and it was just such a powerful image to me. If you look at it that way, look at the posture. That's the real change that happens inside. Yeah, It's not just like now I'm ripped. Now I have a six pack. It's that transformation that comes with showing up for yourself and like putting yourself first and like how much you start loving yourself, having discipline showing up for yourself is like, that is love for yourself. It's self-love. And that's the real transformation. And then, of course, yeah, as your body, like, starts being stronger and feeling good. And, like, that's a part of it. That's a huge part of it. Like, we want to look in the mirror and be like, damn, I look good today. You know what I mean? Right. But the transformation happens inside, you Dude, know? It's a total confidence boost. Mm-hmm. Look, well, you, like, feel good. You look good, feel good. You know, it's like putting mm-hmm. on a pair of a good power outfit except you feel yeah. fucking good all the time yeah when you're working out that. yeah you know it's, it's just like I'm wearing my fucking power outfit every day <laughs> yeah what are your like goals with your business because you've been killing oh, thank you the game oh. Nadia's about to drop a booty boot camp Right? Is that what you're calling? Yeah, well, it's my first product that you could buy. So the Booty Bible 101 is like a program that you could buy and have the rest of your life. It's going to teach you everything you need to know from like the waist down about like connecting with your body. It's a whole, it's going to be a whole journey. So, yeah, but it'll be like, for sale, you can just click and buy it and it's yours. You don't need anything else. That's genius. I'm excited. (laughs) It's like just the start. It's just the start, Mm -hmm. even though it's like, so is that something that you want to blow up and blow out, like blow up forever? Do, do you want like a talk show? What do you, what are your goals as Nadia <laughs> in life? You know? Yeah. Well, I have my 120 day program that, that is like the full transformation program where I work with people closely. Um, and that's where I've been really seeing a lot of change. And that's called the professionals fitness blueprint. And okay, cool. So that is like what I primarily do with okay. business. Um, the booty program, I hope absolutely that it takes off. And I think it's going to maybe like change more lives than anything else. Like you never know which direction things are going. Um, you just kind of have to follow like where the creative juices like flow and like follow yeah. joy. And that's what I've been trying to do on this process. But you know, I want to, I imagine a world where everyone has the kind of support that I have right now. Sick. So I have like my alignment coach, I have my business coach, like Matt, Matthew, yeah. like, you know, Taylor Sleaford, like people like you who are, are like powerful forces of good, like yeah. in my life. I have so many resources now that I wish I had 10 years ago. Right. If I had, I wouldn't be just starting on this journey of helping others now as we talked about like it was a process of me finally getting to the point where I was in alignment with myself so I could help others um but I couldn't have done that like without all of these people and so I I what I try to do now with my clients and with everyone I work with is like what are your um you know uh, who are your people? What are what is your community? Mm. What are your, the safeguards? You know, what what is the community that you now have around you that you can turn to? And so I introduce my clients to those people, to those coaches, those mentors. I've had clients who have di- finished my 120 day program and decide I'm going to quit my job. And now they're working with my business coaches like 
because they want to start living life on their own terms. Oh my God. So yeah, like my goal is for everyone to have that kind of support and everyone to start living life on their own terms and like fitness on their own terms is where it starts because it starts inside. You start showing up for yourself by going to the gym. It's simple little things. You start eating right. And then everything in your life changes. Literally. Yeah. So I, yeah, I want to get my voice out there. You know, one of my like affirmations is like, I am famous. I am known. Like I fucking love that. (laughs) Wait, I love that. You, because you do embody that. You are famous here. I mean, people are obsessed. (laughs) If you don't follow Nadia, please go to at Princess Yum Yum. We have to like do the whole, because I know there's like dashes Uh, in there. Princess underscore yum underscore yum. Yes. Underscore. Princess Princess motherfucking yum yum. Underscore. You'll find it. There's only one. <laughs> but you like already show up like you already are famous. Do you know what I mean? And that's just like so fun to see and watch and like be a part of your journey to that. I don't know. I just see really big things in your life. Thank I you. literally it's like you're you are this planet that is <laughs> your orbit is just getting closer to the fucking sun. And the minute you get there, you're going to blow up. <laughs> in like the best way possible you know <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah it's cool it's cool I feel that yeah and like what's your favorite thing to do besides all this working out right now jujitsu oh hell yeah did you just start I just that started and my partner just told me this morning that he's gonna pay for me to go for a year and I could fucking cry because it's like that is my therapy and I had a traumatic experience and that's why I stopped going. Like this guy attacked me and like tried to kill me. Like as I was walking into jiu-jitsu with my daughter, I got like a severe bone contusion. Like I was like in a fucking ambulance. Like it was insane. A random person? Yes. Like what? even like the Were they like what? Like were they on? Yeah, he was definitely just like out of his mind. Okay. But he like tried to spit on me. He called <gasps> me like white trash bitch and I was like I turned around and faced him and I was like, you want to go? And he picked up a rock like the size of my head and threw it at my head. And I just enough time to turn and the rock hit my arm and ricocheted and smashed an entire glass wall. And I blacked out and like fell into the building. Thankfully, my daughter was already in the building. And my brother, who he's like a fucking like purple belt, like jujitsu, like chased him down the street. And like the guy pulled a knife at my brother. And thankfully, like my brother like dodged it, but they never caught him. And the detective watching the video was like, I didn't believe you that this was such a random attack freak event until I watched the video. <laughs> and I was like, it was so random. And it like my entire life, it like the rock, like, like hit my planet on this trajectory that was like, what is happening? I started spiraling, like having depression, yeah. stopped going to jujitsu. Everyone's like, don't let him win. Come back. I never went back. This was years ago. Yeah. And like I I'm finally going back I went um like yesterday hell yeah (laughs) and you're attracting it you're attracting like it to actually matter like it needs to be in your life which is cool like it is the the year-long membership that's just like beautiful yeah like for anyone who like is listening or for you like fitness is fucking awesome but find other ways to do movement that like are relaxing you know because sometimes as bodybuilders Mm -hmm. we can get so like involved in 
Oh, it's mom. Everything that we're doing. Mom's calling for my birthday. <laughs> oh, you can answer it. And we'll call her back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Wait, yeah. keep going. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. So we can get really tunnel vision. And sometimes fitness can be an obsession that for me in some parts of my life, you know, I've had close friends be like, is this obsessive compulsive? And I'm like, probably you know, I'm coping yeah. and I'm using it in that way that I'm almost abusing myself. So everything has to be in moderation in our lives. So for me, jujitsu is like meditation on the mat. Like you're yeah. getting like just thrown on your back and like wrestling and laughing. And like, it's so playful. It's yeah. so gentle. It's so fun. It And you're learning how to fucking save your life if you yeah. have to. Yeah. And, ah, there's nothing better. Like I tell every woman, every client, I'm like, just go to jujitsu. Just try it. You're going to be fucking hooked. Really? Like, I don't care if I go once every year or if I end up, you know, ever actually doing a tournament, which is one of my goals now. Oh, cute. I want to keep it something that is like fun though. You know what I mean? And I'm the same way with me is like art. Like I'm obsessed with art. Like I have so many fucking hobbies, dude. You have no idea. I like illustrate children's books. Like there's like no end to what I do. <laughs> you are an illustrator. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. I want to write a children's book. Oh my god. Like Let's it's do it. I know. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. I've been fucking talking about this to everyone lately. I'm like, I want to write a book. So I'm gonna start with a children's book. Oh, I love that. That's such a good place to start. Yeah, I would love to illustrate your Wait, children's book. You are so creative. You do have so many things going I have on. So many hobbies that I'm behind on my hobbies. Like it's been so hard to focus on one thing and like, but I'm so glad that is the most important thing you have to do is like you got to narrow it down, in my opinion, because in order to see those dreams come true and to see those things materialize, like you've got to narrow it down. Like I do a few things very well and that's why I am where I am. But like there, I could, I, I've spiraled out in so many directions in different times of my life. And I was like, eh, I do all these things. And so it can be a problem. You got to like, whoosh, yeah, like really have a goal in front of you. This is my purpose. Yeah finding your purpose and then, you know, do all the things, but like have that purpose, have that goal in front of you. And then like, you're, you'll be so fucking happy and like, you'll be able to accomplish anything. Yeah. I, this year, this is my year of becoming like, I have this idea, like becoming this one thing, being known for this one thing. Mm-hmm. And then the minute I'm known for that one thing yes. is the minute I can start doing all the little yes. things that bring me so much fucking joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do have to, what is what is the word? Uh, energy goes where the attention flows. Yes. So like you do have to put kind of in the beginning, all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and like work at it and work for it and work for it and work yeah. for it. And then you'll be able to do whatever you want. Exactly. Damn, that is great advice. <laughs> that is such Good. great advice. Yeah, it took me a long fucking time to learn that. Oh, it's great. We've been talking for an hour. I love this. Ah, it feels like we've been talking for 20 minutes. minutes. I know. Like nothing. Whoa. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> this is actually fucking nuts. All right. So with trying to wrap it up if you could give like your younger self one piece of advice like baby nadia i'm gonna cry (laughs) oh oh my god what would that advice be 
You are great. I love you. <laughs> You're so cute. I think the bottom line is like, you know, what Pooh Bear says, like, you're stronger than you know, like, you're braver than you think, like, like you can do it. You can do anything. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Like, we don't give ourselves enough credit for how fucking amazing we are. Like, we're, as women, like, we're creators, like, we're, we're nurturing, we create life, like, we create everything, like, everything we touch turns to gold, and, like, we don't even no like that's my goal is to show women like you're fucking powerful like dude bottom line like you know and yeah if my story can help anyone to to get from where they're at to where they want to be then that's that it's all worth it for me yeah well if you could do all the things that you've done in your lifetime anyone can do fucking anything like you have literally overcome so many odds and the, it's just like beautiful to see you as a person doing all these things that you love now where it's like you never like it's just it's incredible you're such an inspiration truly it's insane it's Thank insane you, I'm so happy I met you. Me too. I'm so happy you're in my life now. Yeah, I, just, I like, like loved you from the second I met I know, you. I know, dude. Same. Fucking I'm same. So glad you reached out. It's fabulous. Well, it, do you like read books? Do you have any favorite books that you want to give these people to listen to or read that helped you in your journey of like overcoming all this stuff? Do you like have um, any kind of resource? I have a lot of books, but I really like uh, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Because it goes and helps you understand the connection between the physical pain in your life and where you're at spiritually, emotionally, energetically, like, and that's kind of the work that I do. So that book like encapsulates what my kind of like core beliefs are. I love so that. yeah, you can heal your life. And it's like a fucking dictionary. Like, is it really? It's insane. That book is so cool. Damn, I've like been looking for something like that. So I'm totally. And she has the mirror work one. Of course she does. Just fucking found it. I know. I was like, oh shit, I'm getting that book. Of course she does. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Where can everyone find you, follow you? Where can they buy the booty Bible? Oh, um, is that out? Instagram. We're, I'm, oh, nice. It should be ready, like, by the end of the month, so that's my goal. Yeah, like, oh, send me good vibes, guys, because it's going to be incredible. <laughs> it's a fucking Bible. Like, it is it's so comprehensive. Like, 101, like, everything from if you've never picked up a weight uh, or if you're someone who's advanced, like, cool. it is everything. So I'm, I am so excited. Yeah, so you can find it at my Instagram at Princess Yum Yum and that's where it'll be right now or you can go pyyfitness.com nice and get on my website and sign up on my wait list and then sick and then you will have a special discount for working with me and like get on a nutrition program so yeah that's what i'm doing sick i love that <laughs> i love that is this something that people can do at home or like do they have to be in a gym no all of it that's the thing it's well, oh like, cool okay every cool. every single like exercise starting with like no equipment to like basic to limited to nothing like at home <gasps> takes you all the way to like you're learning like with a barbell like how to do damn from Wait, zero is... to 100 okay okay everyone needs this in their life yeah everybody needs this i'm i why am i terrified to go to the gym i'm a little terrified to go to the gym everyone is i don't know why i've done it my whole life mm -hmm. like i've just sucked it up and yeah. gone but lately like i don't like the gym 
Yeah. yeah. So like I do everything here, but I feel like I'm not doing enough mm -hmm. to like get the results I want to see. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm totally getting this. <laughs> yeah. And it's so versatile. Like you can use it at home. You know, if we ever end up in a situation where we don't have gyms again, like you're going to have everything that you need. You're going to be set up for success. Right. You're not going to have to lean on like personal trainers. Like you're going to, you're going to learn it. So it becomes part of you. So you embody it so that fitness becomes who you. you are, your lifestyle on your terms. Like I always want to give people, here's the blueprint. Like this is for you. Let right. it become part of you. So you don't need me so that you don't need anyone else outside of yourself that's what fitness does for us right. it gives us like that ability to i can care for my body i can you know control whether my weight's going up and down i can give myself healthy nutrition like my goal is to give everyone that gift of that's like incredible. teach somebody how to do it yeah you know yeah like yeah. and then they can teach others <laughs> yeah it dude knowledge is power exactly literally we need to know more about our bodies we really do because I feel like it's easy to be disconnected to them nowadays with these damn phones in our face all the time. Yeah. We're like almost more connected to the phone than our own fucking selves. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> I hate it. Out of body I... experience. Get back in your body. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And that's why there's resistance to go to the gym because getting back into our bodies can feel uncomfortable. Damn. And we feel unsafe in our bodies when we're going through hard things or we have trauma that's stored in our bodies. Like... Yeah, these are all the things that people go through when they start working with me and they're like, wow, I'm feeling like more open. Like I cried at the gym, like shit, I cried at the gym all the time. Like it is a like purging and it's like Literally. meditation, it's a therapy. Like it's so much more like movement is how we move trauma through the body. Dancing, like, oh, there's so much, you know what I mean? True, because when you don't move, it stays stagnant, and then you like, literally tense up and get stressed. And then and you get injured, and you get, like, cancers, you get, like, yeah. gut health issues. And it's, it's all connected. It's all, it's all connected, bitches. <laughs> Bottom line. It, it truly fucking is. I say that all the time. <laughs> I say that yeah. all the time. Well, Nadia, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and being you you're perfect i love you you're perfect i love you um go follow nadia go follow nadia go buy the booty bible and we will see you next week any final words thank you guys for hearing my story and happy fucking birthday to me happy fucking birthday to you Thank you guys for celebrating my birthday with me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> Have the best day ever, homies. Bye.